Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome, as always. Thank you for joining us. Delighted to be spending our Saturday with you live on the air. If you want to listen to us in other ways and you're listening on the archive, you can get us on the WS Radio archive. Uh, you can download the app. You can get us on iTunes. You can get us on iHeartRadio. And you can listen to us live on Twitter. And uh, thanks to Kurt Boothman, who's running our Twitter feed. How do they do that, Marcia? Uh, we're live on Twitter, hashtag tech radio. And I keep a tech radio window open during the show, so when I can, I'll respond to you. I want to say hi, first of all, to Jim Katzman, who's always listening. And uh, as you come on, we'll try to give you shout-outs and uh, just uh, catch us on the archives if you can't listen to the whole show on Twitter. It is well worthwhile. Uh, and hello to Uncle Bill. It looks like Uncle Bill is here with us. And so, uh, Boomer Tech Bill. Talk is with us. So yeah. there you go. Thank you all. So uh, how was your week? Uh, busy, busy, busy. Same as always. We got a lot of stories today. Uh, yeah, I got a lot. One thing I want to mention, if you happen to be in the area, and I'm very excited about this, I'll be hosting Tuesday night at the Distinguished Speaker Series, Alan Alda, who is one of my all-time favorite actors. And uh, it's in uh, four venues in Los Angeles at the Distinguished Speaker Series, and that's going to be a lot of fun, I think. He's he's a fascinating guy. Not only is he one of the great actors of all time, but he's also a uh, hosted Scientific America shows and is very into science and such, so it should be very interesting evening so i'm looking forward to that um and uh also so i guess being an fbi agent and a police officer had some uh, downsides this week what'd you find well this is kind of breaking news it happened yesterday uh we got all the breaches and every time i tell you about a breach you you know yeah we get tired of hearing him right but we can't get tired of hearing about it because complacency makes it worse a group hacks the FBI websites and posts personal information on agents. So basically, a hacker group uploaded the personal information of thousands of federal agents, law enforcement officials, uh, and a bunch from FBI-affiliated websites. The mm-hmm. hackers reportedly breached FBI National Academy Association websites using public exploits, downloaded the contents, and uploaded them on their own website. Supposedly, there were over 4,000 unique records of names, email addresses, job titles, phone numbers, and addresses. The group also reported hacking into one of the manufacturing companies, Foxconn. We know about Foxconn. Mm -hmm. Uh, They now own Linksys. Uh, broke into one of their subdomains and acquired thousands of employee records. This is Love not it. good. This is not no, this good. Is I not mean, good. first of all, the security of our FBI agents and law enforcement is is at risk here. Well, and well. they said, um, we've hacked into more than a thousand sites. This is a quote from one of the hackers who spoke to TechCrunch. Now right. we're structuring all the data and soon they will be sold. I think some. Something else will publish from the list of hacked government sites. When asked uh, whether they thought the files they uploaded could risk the lives of law enforcement, the hacker responded, yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I just, mean, these people are. 
Uh-huh. I don't I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what the deal is. And one of the things that I always talk about on Twitter when everybody's talking about IoT and all this nonsense, it, well, it's not nonsense. It's the technology that we're going to face in life that security should be the first step. Yes. And these people did not use any heavy-duty hacker tools, as I said in the beginning. They just used existing exploits that people knew about and mm-hmm. why they aren't building sites to you know, make make this not happen? I don't know. Right. And then there was Yahoo. Uh, if you remember back in the day, Yahoo, they the site, all, all our email addresses, all our passwords were taken from the Yahoo site. And mm. they're trying to settle with the government. Right. So there were three billion accounts, of which I was one of them. I don't know if you were one of them. Um, they want to pay 18 million 118 million dollars is a payout right which you know i don't know how That's much are we going to see uh they're going they're going to give at least 2 years of credit monitoring open to all class members well you know what to do was a joke that is there've been right. so many hacks recently that everybody's giving away free, you know, monitoring, you probably have it 12 times over because you would have been part of any hack that's gone on in the last year, and they're giving that to you free anyway, so big deal. Well, here you go. You've also got, and this is the first time I've ever heard of this, alternative compensation of $100 for those individuals who already have credit monitoring, which is about time because we're paying for our own credit monitoring, Right, right, of course. And supposedly they're going to pay also out-of-pocket expenses related to identity theft, lost time, paid user costs, and small business user costs. Yeah. So, uh, of course, the lawyer fees were more than $30 million. <laughs> Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> so Which is we'll the see. people that make the money in this. It's the lawyers that make the money. It right. never trickles well, down. Well, $100 is $100. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's okay. Something. That's yeah, something. That's okay. So to wrap up, the 2013 data breach affected 3 billion Yahoo user accounts worldwide, including 1 billion in the U.S. and Israel. Um, Mm -hmm. There was an attempt to include plaintiffs from Australia, Venezuela, and Spain, but that kind of fell through. So the lawsuit also covers two other data breaches of Yahoo, one in 2014 and 2016. So uh, if you were Yahoo, your stuff's out there. Luckily, I rarely give good information to anybody. So, Yeah, I, uh, just a week ago, I had um, I get an email from Walmart saying, your order is ready. And I ah. thought, wait, huh, what? And then I, I had remembered my daughter had actually looked for something on Walmart, just literally like a week ago. So I thought, okay, that must be something she did. And then I looked at it a little closer, and it said, your order for I think it was Beat headphones, you know, were 200 bucks, and they're available. But they weren't available for pickup yet. They were going to tell me when they were available. And then I look a little further, and they're being picked up, and I think it was Arkansas. And I thought, wait, well, huh? What? So then I went to my credit card account, and I looked on my credit card account, and there were th- two other orders for like 600 and $500 from Walmart in Arkansas. So, of course, I immediately <laughs> called, uh, I immediately went and picked up my stuff in Arkansas. It cost me a lot of money to fly there, but right, no, I picked but, it up. Hey, uh, right. Yeah, but I called CityCard, who did a very good job. They canceled 
the order, and the odd thing was that the order wasn't available for pickup for like a week. So the idiot thieves who tried to hack my account, I guess, didn't realize that whatever they had purchased was not really available yet, which doesn't make any sense because clearly you don't you're not trying to pick up something two weeks later, and uh, and they canceled all three charges. They canceled my credit card and they issued me a new credit card. So yeah, I found Citibank day. to be very good at that, except I'm surprised that Citibank didn't notify you. Uh, no, they did not. They I'm the did. one that caught it. Yeah, I, yeah, I happen that, to have they usually it. do, and that's a good reason why every week we should go, you know, in the apps or go online to double Watch check what's what's being charges charged to your account. But yeah, I'm really absolutely. shocked they didn't. Um, you should next time something like that happens, you should say, "How come you guys didn't catch it?" Well, you know, I literally, it was interesting because I literally caught it within an hour of it happening. So I don't know why they didn't catch it the second the charge went off because they approved the first charge. They actually well, that's did the go point. They approved yeah. the ones. And right. how often have you been in Arkansas? Mm, not uh, often. Well, right. Um, <laughs> you know, I did. And, I, and had I not gotten the email, because I have actually ordered some things from Walmart online. So clearly they had my email address online because they sent me the email saying, hey, your order's going to be ready. So, yeah. But it had it gone a little farther, they probably would have gotten off with $1,000 worth of stuff or something like that. So the stuff that's going on today is just disgusting, ridiculous. And this FBI law enforcement is is just horrible. It, I mean, because they, they obviously did it as, as a lark. Right. They said to make money. That's why they did it. <laughs> yeah, and I hope that they don't. These people don't need the FBI or the police someday, and they're just not available because they're dealing with other stupid issues like. This. Oh, I have a feeling the FBI is going to be real available to these people. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think you're right. I believe real you're absolutely available. right. Yeah, yeah, we want to see what uh, goes Which on. Which reminds uh, me, did you ever have a police car patrolling your neighbor? Oh, you have a gated neighborhood. We do. So yeah. there was a police car trolling our neighborhood. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I think I actually I think there was a speed trap on the road on the corner. But so I had a police Those car. Those do not exist, Marsha. I don't know what you're saying. The <laughs> yeah, police they do, do not have speed traps. So. Yeah, they yeah. do. I see them yeah, all okay. the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, be careful at Roscoe and White Oak. Just oh, there you go. Warning. Okay. Yeah, warning. Um, and there's a police car parked in front of now. Maybe they picked up lunch. Because I have a big shade tree in front of my house, and a lot of people oh, park. But when yeah. it's a police car, you start looking around. What, what are they doing? Well, why, yeah, why are they, are they here? Right. Well, right. Says, pick up the house. Well, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, our, our our law enforcement don't need this stuff. No. So anyway, let me just yeah. tell you. So did you hear about the black hole? I did. did. You see the picture? Yeah, I saw it. I it's mean, pretty nifty. And looks like an eyeball, actually. It's like somebody's staring at you with one eye. So did you get the significance of it? I mean, this it's really massive. I mean, it's nestled in the corner of the Milky Way, 26,000 light years from Earth. So that's its a long mass, Yeah, its mass is equivalent to 4.1 million times that of our sun. Wow. The radius of this black hole is one-tenth of the distance between the Earth and the sun. I mean, it's huge, it's huge, thing. unbelievable. And um, I sat down with Kurt, who once again explained black holes to me. Mm -hmm. And so, short story, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> son, uh, uh, you really have to really get it repeated to you. 
many times because it's way over my pay grade. But what it did do, the image published clearly showed a ring structure with a circular dark region. It is the shadow of the black hole which stands out against a brilliant background, which is exactly what Einstein's general general relativity predicts. And Mm. I think that was very cool. How do they know? I mean, I don't know. Like, these people are a whole lot smarter than I am. But it's amazing. And for those of you who understand black holes fully, go you. I'm in consumer electronics, so. (laughs) I I understand them completely, but I don't like to show off my intellect. And it just Uh seems seems too, you know. Well, I'm not, from the small bits that I know, I'm not going to spend the time on our show talking about it because I don't know that much. Anyway, so did you love the movie Armageddon with Bruce Willis? Yeah, that was a good movie. I mean, that was a great movie. So, and it kind of made sense, right? That if an asteroid was going to be crashing into the Earth, that we send up something that's going to break it up. So did you see what NASA is doing about this that could happen to us? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think that's You go ahead and tell it. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, it's very interesting because we have seen there really have been a lot of movies out about asteroids coming to Earth. And there was, in fact, this season, there was our last season, there was a show about an asteroid coming to Earth and how they were trying to deflect the asteroid. So apparently SpaceX uh, has a contract to help NASA deflect an asteroid should it actually start heading to Earth. Uh, you know, I don't know how you prepare for that. You just be prepared to have what they call their uh, double asteroid redirection test or DART uh, to be on a, a space mission to demonstrate the deflection by kinetic impactors on a binary asteroid target. We're, we're using a lot of big words today. Again, over uh, your pay grade, but basically yeah. what it's going to do is steer the asteroid away from the Earth's orbital, orbital path. Yeah. In theory. Um, in theory. But yeah. it makes sense. It's really smart. And uh, you didn't mention that SpaceX was being paid $69 million to do this. But what's interesting is really the only thing that Elon Musk has developed that's actually succeeding in doing great stuff is SpaceX. Yeah, that's true. And well, I postulate... Well, I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean the well, cars are doing okay. I mean, the, the, you know... The, no, the delivery on the cars in Q1... Yeah, uh, not meet, no, yeah, and he's great. not meeting yeah. his price points. Right. So, I mean, from a business point of view, he's, but SpaceX, congratulations. I mean, that last launch land, landed back perfectly. Um, yeah. But I, the reason I postulate that this actually is working is because he's not in charge. <laughs> no. well. He has people who actually know what they're doing. In charge. Yeah, well, they're science people. Uh, it, it is interesting because it does. Yeah, but say he that thinks will, he's a science people. <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, but it will supposedly allow them to intercept the asteroid uh, when it's 11 million kilometers from Earth. I hope that's far enough. I don't know. Is that far enough? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and Uncle Bill just posted a GIF of a black hole. Thank you for that, Uncle Bill. Oh, excellent. Yeah, there's a little bit more to it. A little bit more, but that's a great gift. And hello to Valencia. Thanks for hey, listening. Now, you go ahead and talk about the NASA twins, because that was fascinating. Yeah, you know, this this was interesting. And through this fabulous thing that I do, Distinguished Speaker Series, I hosted both of them uh, about a year apart. Uh, and, and that was after they, you know, uh, one of the guys went through his year in space. 
And we talked a lot about um, how this, you know, how. and at that point, they really was, he had just come back down to earth. It was Scott and Mark Kelly, uh, who are identical twins. And NASA decided to test what the differences were while one spent a year in space versus the other one who didn't spend a year in space. And apparently there were a fair amount of genetic differences, gene differences between the two when, and I'm trying to remember which, I think it was, um, uh, I'm trying to remember it was Scott. I think it was Scott that lived for 300, yeah, Scott lived for 340 days on the space station while his brother uh, was living on Earth. And they found a, a number of mutations and differences between the two. And the reason, obviously, they're doing this is to find what, you know, could we one day live on other planets? Could we, you know, could the average person go up and spend a year vacation on NASA? And it did, in fact, decrease certain things, change certain things within, for example, they saw a 4% decrease in methylization of Scott's DNA compared to Mark's. I don't know what that actually means. Well, but, uh, methylization is a met metabolic thing, and right. uh, I monkey with my methylization uh, through supplements, and they also found out, which I thought was significant, is that space lengthens telomeres. Now, telomeres right. can be tested to see your actual age, right. and as you get older, telomeres get short, but mm -hmm. interesting, when he was in space, they lengthened, so that I thought was significant, too. Yeah, they did some studies on bacteria that we have in their systems. At the end of the day, they came back and they said there were some dramatic changes. Much of the dramatic change actually did go back to normal when, uh, what did I say, it was Scott that went up in space? Then when Scott actually came down uh, from Earth, but there's some changes genetically that didn't and they don't at this point know whether it's for the good or for the you know for the worse so they'll be doing more studies about this but it's a fascinating opportunity how you know how often do you have an opportunity to have two twin brothers that actually were astronauts and uh and you know give that kind of comparison and basis so yeah, uh, they, it was a it was a good set. kind of brilliant yeah. and you can google it if you want to find out more about it because they found so much and uh space is interesting I, yeah, I, I'm enjoying enjoying watching everything that they're doing. But what's interesting is I bet that if you had someone live a year in Beijing mm -hmm. and a year in Los Angeles or a year in Idaho, that their genes would be different after the year. There two. might be I some genetics here, environmentally. Bet that. Bet that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure it's environmental differences. I'm so glad we managed to get to this story because we have another story that totally blew me away. And now, everybody, rah, 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 we cheered when they banned plastic bags because yes, they are yes. bad and horrible and the hold they caught. Yeah. They clog drains, cause, yeah. cause floods, litter landscapes, kill blah, 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 blah. More than 240 cities and counties passed laws to ban or tax them. And right. New York became the second U.S. state to ban them. So yes. there's that. Well, the, somebody did a study, and I found this to be interesting. Trash bag sales, because people actually, many people actually use those bags, as did I. I used them for garbage, and some people used them to pick up dog poop. I mean, they were actually being used. So yeah, the yeah. sales of extra thick garbage bags right. increased massively. 120% increase in sales after the bans went into effect, which 
is is significant because those plastic bags are thicker and take longer to decompose and cause more damage than the little light flimsy ones. Right. But then we find out, well, there has been an increase in paper bag usage. Well, mm-hmm. it seems that a bunch of studies find paper bags are actually worse for the environment. Oh, great. Because they require cutting down and processing trees, which involves a ton of water, toxic chemicals, fuel, heavy machinery. And while paper is degradable um, and avoids some of the problems of plastic, uh, it uses more greenhouse bags, uh, greenhouse gas, to get rid of them. Right. I, I mean, so, I'm confused about the law also, because you can still go out and buy garbage, plastic garbage bags, right? You can go to the store and buy those things that you put in yeah, your the, trash. Yeah, but they're the super thick ones. They are so thicker that's okay. plastic. Yeah, it seems it's okay for them to sell that to you, which causes more damage to the environment. Right. And I believe I tweeted this article this morning, and it's I think it's very significant to read because where we thought getting rid of these little flimsy bags right. was the was the end-all, get-all, we're saving the environment, mm-hmm. seems that it actually isn't, and it's causing more damage than we Wonderful. even imagined. And maybe we should be going back to the plastic bags. <laughs> and, and is it, can you not, or maybe it's paper now only, I know they charge you in, in Los Angeles if you take a paper, if you go to the market now, you pay a, yes. a 10 cents for a bag. But are they not selling the, they're not giving you plastic, it's all paper now? Well, right. You can get a very thick plastic bag. So they will do that at the, as you check right. out. They still I'm, have plastic as a matter bags, fact, the thicker ones. Yeah. I didn't okay. tweet it. I'm sharing it right now on Twitter. Give you all the details. So I don't know what to do. I think this is terrible. Um, we've made the problem ever so much worse by banning these plastic bags. Plus, the stores are making more money selling these very cheap bags for $0.10 cents a piece. Right? Right. Right. And so they're real happy with it. So I just tweeted the article and we need maybe we need to go back to the flimsy bags because it's sad. It's really yeah. sad. Well, well, there you go. Uh, and then you, you were talking about you found a uh, story about a YouTuber in Australia who restored a damaged iPhone. And you've been on this fixing. Yeah. You know. Right. OK. Right to repair. Hashtag right, right. to repair. Correct. Uh, so this guy finds an iPhone 8, which is a respectable mm-hmm. iPhone, right? Yeah, it is. It yeah. costs it costs 750 brand new, right? Uh, but this guy found a really crappy looking one on eBay for 200 dollars, right? And he completely restored it to brand new. As a matter of fact, well, he put put a new uh, screen on it, which you yep. can buy. He bought all the parts from iFixit. Which is a chain, sells the parts, you know, you can do all that. And uh, so this ugly black cracked iPhone, he replaced the back, he replaced the screen. He replaced the black, as a matter of fact, with that beautiful red version right. that he managed to get the parts mm-hmm. for. He opened up the phone, it was full of dust and dirt, right. and it had been repaired and the gaskets hadn't been replaced, so he took everything apart. Then he replaced all the parts from the original iPhone to new aftermarket product red iPhone housings, which cost mm-hmm. him all of $43 from eBay. 
Right. And he had good quality aluminum glass. Uh, mm-hmm. The only place he went into a problem is, of course, the screw threads, which are Apple priority type things, yeah. proprietary things. Right. And like I said, got the parts to fix that for my fix it and made a beautiful and is you can see the pictures, just a beautiful yeah, phone. Nice. Yeah. And I'll tweet that later. So, you know, we're not crippled and it no. is not rocket science to fix a phone. And so for $200 um, and everything, the phone and all the parts and tools, <clears throat> uh, cost him $278. Yeah, and he got this deal. beautiful red iPhone. So start considering. It's kind of fun. If the phone that you're going to restore is kind of dead anyway, why not give it a try? Learn on yeah. something. It's yeah, a great this one. Talent. This is a. I will say though, this was a little bit more complex than the average. Take off the back of something and put in a new battery. He did a lot of work on this. Well, I'll it, tweet he, the story at the break yeah. because I it was yeah. just. I think he did. It's a, a great, great story job. to do it. Did it actually say in here how long it took him to do this? I don't. I don't uh, know if that was for. No, it did not. But from yeah. what I would estimate, because I have done this, I would say about four hours. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty I mean, cool to me. Yeah, and if you buy a crappy phone on eBay that's damaged right. and you practice with it, I mean, it could be a great hobby. Well, that would be um, fun to do, yeah. You know, and, and see if you could do it in the first place and give it to somebody then who needs a phone. Um, uh, yes. Now, the Touch ID home button, as we know, wouldn't work from the original iPhone that he bought on yeah. eBay. Only Apple can replace that. But... He got the stuff from uh, iFixit. So yeah, crazy, huh? There you go. Okay. Good for him. And, speaking, and I'll speaking share the you, story at the break. Yeah, please. Speaking of YouTube, they raise their prices. I don't get this. Uh, who's paying, well, now forty nine ninety nine a month to have YouTube TV? And if you're built through Apple, which I don't understand why it's more expensive, it's fifty four ninety nine a month. And the price hike just went into effect. I, I, what's on it? I don't even know. I mean, they say that they're adding Discovery Channel, uh, HGTV, Food Network, TLC, a number of things. But those are things I get on my regular uh, TV. Or so. if you're streaming, I still think that's a ludicrously high price. You can get cable for that much. You can get cable for that. Yeah, and yeah, you have to still supply your own uh, Wi-Fi. So yeah, it's there ludicrous. You go. We'll be right back. Lots to come. Why the week? Come. This this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. 
I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash express funding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation, all businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinate for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 